0: Welcome to The Revival Podcast. I am your host, Jack Gallego, creator of Revival, a fitness and health lover, a chef, a foodie, and an entrepreneur. I have dedicated my craft to empowering the intuitive freedom for the fitness-loving, health-adoring, foodie at heart who craves knowledge. In this podcast, we bring you episodes from myself and many other amazing guests that are going to help you spark your revival and enhance your life through insights on all things wellness, nutrition, personal development, and business related. Now let's get to it. Thank you so much. This is Alicia McHale, right? That's your new name? Your new last name? McCall, McCall. McCall, in, McCall. Okay. but <laughs> Okay, so she is a head pastry chef turned business owner. She is known as the girl with the whist tattoo, and there is literally nothing this girl can't do in the pastry world. Her cakes have such a unique sense of style, as does her ever-changing hair color. She has been featured on Netflix's Sugar Rush, MTV's Meme Cakes, the Tampa Morning Blend, and so much more she is now building her very own business where she designs cakes as well as holds one-on-one baking classes. So I'm super happy to be speaking with you today and just talk about all the exciting stuff that you're up to. Well my goodness,
1: I'm just blushing with that intro, but (laughs) yes, thank you for having me. So excited to be talking with you this morning.
0: Yay, so tell us a little bit like, about yourself, about the business that you're building, and, like, everything that you're offering, So I know you have classes, I know you do cakes, like, you started, right, uh, it's a little bit all over the place, yeah, you said that you're now, like, you put, like, a little snippet out there, I stalk you, like, all the time, just let you know, but <laughs> you <said laughs> that you're doing something for the travel channel, or, like, a travel channel, so, Yes, it actually just
1: came out today, That Thing, the um, hey. it's a mini travel documentary. It's about five, six minutes long, and uh, you can find it on YouTube right now, but it will be streaming all across uh, United Airlines airplanes and airports, and uh, it's with Inc. Global. Hell so yeah. Pretty, pretty <laughs> big deal. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's some crazy statistic, like two million people a week are going to be seeing this, and it's like, whoa, that is so awesome that I got to like represent Tampa because I was able to take them downtown, and basically they filmed my perfect day in Tampa. So uh, we talked about my bakery that I'm starting a little bit, which we'll get into for sure, obviously. And uh, but the documentary itself focused more on Tampa, the food scene in Tampa, what to do in Tampa, and just how I like to have fun here. So I'm excited to share that with everyone.
0: Hey, and that you said that's going to be on American Airlines. United Airlines. United. United. That will show up like in the screen when people go to sit down.
1: I'm imagining so. They described it like uh, it would be playing in the airports and on the planes itself. So I haven't been on a plane in forever. So I'm trying to picture like I'm imagining people (laughs) are like sitting in their chairs. They have the seats in front of them and TV. And I'll be showing up like, hey, this is Tampa. That's (laughs) awesome. Yeah. So um, with the business though, that what – I'm offering currently is uh, custom cake. So uh, people can order cakes ahead of time and I make them to order all from scratch, day of, very fresh product, and then uh, customize it to their needs. So whatever it is that they might be looking for, I try to incorporate uh, their theme with my style and then create something awesome.
0: Yeah, because you so, have a uh, very mostly- unique
1: style. Oh, you're so sweet. It took forever to develop. Honestly, it was a lot of copying before I figured out what I yeah. like and took pieces of all these different things and was like, here I am. I like this.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like a smorgasbord of everything that you like.
1: Right, exactly. So the cakes is a major part of the business. And uh, with the cakes, I also do uh, like cake parties. You can have a mm-hmm. uh, meet at your house or a restaurant, wherever it might be. And I'll uh, bring everything you need to have an actual party with cake, cupcakes, cookies, you name it. Uh, I did one with kids for Cupcake Wars. So we did a whole party based on like a Cupcake Wars theme. They got to uh, make their own cupcakes every stage of the way. And then we all voted and uh, teams were eliminated. It was just a huge, fun time. But um, parties are one aspect of it, too. And then I also do um, lessons in camps. So the lessons are on a one-on-one basis or in small groups. Uh, You can reach out to me and say, hey, I don't know how to make cupcakes. I really want to know how to make cupcakes. And I'm like, all right, I got you. Like, we'll learn how to make the batter from scratch. We'll learn how to make different icings. We'll learn how to use a pastry bag. We'll learn all those techniques. So Mm -hmm. you can basically pick anything in the baking world and say, I want to learn that. And I create a little class or program for you based on your needs.
0: That's, what made you want to get into, like, doing, doing the classes?
1: So it started a little bit um, when I was doing summer camps uh, a couple of years ago. I was working in West Chase at a bakery that was called Bakery Melange, which is now Southern Bay Bakery. Okay. And uh, I was working there, and uh, we held these little baking camps. They're about an hour long every summer. We did um, And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is just such an amazing way for me to like use my skills and teach all these kids like they're just so excited about it they're like Mm -hmm. oh my gosh I want to learn I want to learn I want to learn I'm just like whoa they're (laughs) so inspiring with their like motivation and their creativity they were always coming with like all these coming up with all these wild ideas where I'm like I couldn't even think of that like how is a 6 year old coming up to me with this so Mm -hmm. it started to get uh, my wheels turning and I started to realize that I really have a serious passion for teaching and that I feel that I become the most creative when I'm putting out my knowledge for everyone else.
0: I gotcha and then like the thing about your style like how long would you say that it took you to develop that because I feel like when people when people don't know like they just meet you they're like oh my god she's just like she just literally did this like overnight. Whereas like, I don't think they realize how long it took to like actually develop your style and then like your skill skill set as well. It's like the skill set. And then once you like nail all the skill sets, then you can develop your own style. But like when you first start out, you want to develop your own style and you're like, you kind of like get burnt out because you're like, wait, I don't know how to do that yet. But like, how long would you like, when did you start baking?
1: Well, I technically started when I was six years old. Um, I was with my parents in Disney World and I said, Hey, I want to be a baker when I grow up. And they said, Yeah, sure, honey. Okay. But no, I really did it. So, like, I asked for uh, gifts, like, I would ask for cake decorating kits. And it was before YouTube was huge. So, I couldn't really watch YouTube tutorials like kids can now. Right. So, I was like working out of books. I was literally like teaching myself through cake decorating books. I would die and I would just practice. I'd come home from middle school and practice, practice, practice. So, Finally, in high school, I was able to enter into a couple of culinary competitions, and I did, um, and then I was able to go to pastry school straight out of high school, and with pastry school came my first cake decorating job, my first full-time pastry chef job, and so on, until I just kept climbing that ladder, and I would say, professionally, I've been at this for a decade now, so in that time, I think it's been about a decade to develop what is really my style now.
0: That's crazy to think about. Like the older that we get, it's like now we can say things like we've done it for a decade. I know. (laughs) I I
1: instantly felt so old just now. I was like, wait a minute. Whoa. Can I
0: go back to saying like nine years, eight years? (laughs) (laughs) But like, okay, so which culinary school did you go to? Because that's one of the things I wanted to ask you is if you went to school or not, because that's a big debate with people who are in the culinary industry. Like,
1: I know a lot of people
0: have asked me, the, the biggest question I get asked is, is it worth it?
1: That's always Totally. Um, I, I think the program, I think it's actually two things, two factors, uh, that involve your culinary school experience. I think it is the school and the program that you choose, how it fits what you're looking to get out of it. Uh, the curriculum, are you taking like these basic filler classes, like geometry, like you don't really need to be doing that to become a pastry chef. Like, uh. Yeah. All those things uh, but also I think it's what you put into it um, I asked a crap ton of questions I came to school ready with like all these like I wouldn't feel like i was being defiant but I'd be like okay so why are you doing it this way and not this way because you just said this last mm-hmm. week so how is it different and so them being able to say well it's different because it's this kind of dough and it reacts differently with this kind of ingredient really helped me learn so I think the student also has to be prepared to ask those questions and dive in wholeheartedly because
0: mm-hmm. after that you're not going to you ask questions you're really not going to get answered <laughs> depending upon which right. environment you're in
1: <laughs> absolutely and uh for me like i think i did get really mm-hmm. lucky with my instructors i absolutely love my instructor mm-hmm. my instructors at uh the art institute of michigan i believe um, they are closing So I know the Art Institute of Michigan has a lot going on, but thankfully I had a really positive experience and I was there in uh, 2012.
0: Right. So you, did you do anything before culinary school or like any other major or you just knew like going into college, you're like, I'm going to go to culinary school. One hundred percent.
1: My high school had a little vocational program. I was able to take a 15 minute bus and spend half my day in this like culinary environment. It was really cool. I did that for two years. So uh, I got to learn everything from baker's math to how to work a grill station at a restaurant. So it was really mm-hmm. eye-opening and helped me feel out that, yes, this is what I want to do.
0: Mm-hmm. And then what was your first job getting into the baking like industry?
1: I was at a chocolate factory on the line.
0: <laughs> hey! <laughs> hey.
1: It was like, I love Lucy. Like, oh, one for you, one for me. <laughs> like, I'm eating all these chocolates. but. <laughs> literally a chocolate factory like I'm on this line working the same motion eight hours a day like putting something in a box sending it down putting something in a box sending it down I did that for a couple months until I worked my way to the front of house where I was able to hand dip some of the chocolates upgrade hey, so upgrade. I was doing that was able <laughs> Right. exactly was able to put that on my resume and a month of that until I was able to go work counter service at a cupcake shop and after working counter service I was able to build a relationship with the back of house people and start to learn how to make cupcakes with them and then they say okay you're pretty good you can take this new position at this new location so it definitely snowballs from there you have to just put in those grunt work (laughs) Mm -hmm. hours before you start doing the cool stuff and I think that's what it really came down to just being patient knowing it wasn't going to happen overnight and I'm gonna do these jobs I don't really like to do and are not cake decorating, but you just gotta do it to build your way up.
0: Because mm-hmm. that's the thing; it's so hard. I feel like with culinary and baking, it's so it's a lot easier to get a culinary job than it is to get a bakery job. It is really hard to get a bakery job, especially for like mom and pops. So I personally feel like because they want to be very specific, and it's it's completely like culinary and baking are completely different. So like getting a cake styling job is so much harder than getting like a job on the line. Oh, absolutely.
1: And I feel that uh, every business is so different in what they're looking for in their bakers and decorators also. And it's like every owner operator has this vision that is just not really attainable for the price that they're wanting to pay. And it's just like all this confusion, I think, between the bakers and the people who are hiring the bakers. So hopefully we'll find some common ground soon because I agree with you. it's, It's hard.
0: It's really hard, especially for your first job, because when you get out of school, you're like, oh, this is what I want to do. And it's like, no, nah, you can't do that yet. <laughs> it's like, you need to do these 10 jobs, and then and then you'll have it. the opportunity to do it if it presents you. But uh, Absolutely. In school,
1: like, college definitely set you up to think that you'd be getting that job right after, too. I know that's a big part of the debate is over-promising, like, these entry-level positions. Like, no one does that straight out of college anymore. The competition is so intense
0: hmm. And especially like for even um, I worked in a fine dining restaurant in uh, South Tampa or no South Tampa. Yeah, it was called Haven. And um, I did the pastries for them. But when they hired me, they I think they just thought like they just wanted to put me somewhere. But like I applied for the pastry chef there. And when I did, they didn't even have a position for it. Like they never even had it. They like restaurants like that. Isn't that crazy? Like they're a very, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> a very well-known thing, but like they didn't even have it. They're like, yeah, you can do it if you want. And I was like, yeah, I want to do it. <laughs> they're like, well, we don't really have a position. Like we weren't hiring for it. I was like, you're telling me. So like, Why am I here? yeah, they would literally just get, cause like they own or not they own, but like they're a part of Burns and um, the Epicurean. So they would just like get desserts or someone would just like make them from the line on the side so I was like yeah I was like yeah you want to you want to make a position but like they didn't even have one so even like restaurants like that that you think they have like four people back there working they don't even have any (laughs) exactly
1: I feel like that's a huge part of it too um, yeah you think that there's so much going on really like we just we don't know as much what's
0: going on as you do either no one really knows what's going on and then what was that
1: I'm just saying like everyone's just swimming through it anyways like
0: just keep swimming just keep swimming and then like when when was it that you knew that cakes because I know that's like when I think of you I think of custom cakes like that's what you specialize in and that's just what you make so freaking beautiful what was it that made you want to make cakes I think uh cakes were starting to
1: really kick off when I wasn't High school, at like, to me, yes, Where you're
0: starting to see all the fondant cakes, and uh, when Ace of Cakes and Buddy came around, always. yo, Ace of Cakes was my itch. Me too. I love Shout Ace of Cakes. Yourself, oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> I'm right with you. Fun fact: When I went to, because um, I went to Valencia College for culinary school in Orlando, and each year they take you to the NRA show in Chicago which is really, really fun. Mm-hmm. If You're like into food. It's One of the best like three-day events ever. But he Ooh, was doing it. Right? He was, he was doing a demo there. And I was like, I was 20 years old. He was doing a demo and I freaked out because like you had to pay to get close, but like it wasn't that big. So I could still see him, but I freaked out so bad. And then later on I saw him and he was like trying to be in disguise and he was wearing a ball cap and I wanted to take a picture of him so bad, but I was like, I respect him too much. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was like I
1: do. You. straight. <laughs> that struggle, you. But that's so funny. I <laughs> that was oh my gosh. Well, that's so cool. I haven't seen him, but wow. Yeah, I feel like it's tend that mostly like inspired the cake thing. Like I watched the shows, and mm-hmm. that's what was cool. is what I wanted to do because when you're in pastry school, you want to do the fun, decorative, cool, artsy stuff, not the basic how to make a biscuit stuff. Right. As much. But, I've definitely always loved the artistic side. And I think uh, throughout my career up until now, I've kind of just been at work with myself. Like, so, okay, do I want to do more baking? Do I want to do more of the decorating? Do I want to do more of the baking, decorating? So I think uh, it was just recently I decided to just say, hey, cakes. Mm-hmm. I really like in cakes. Because uh, most of my positions up until this point have been um, an executive role of some sort. So whether it be head pastry chef, head baker, Um, something along those lines where I had to do everything. I had to do uh, the numbers, I had to do the inventory, I had to do the recipes, I had to make the doughs, and I also had to make them look beautiful. So it's been all over the place in my career, and just now I'm saying, all right, Mm hopefully.
0: And that's a lot of stuff that people uh, seem to not see as well is all the stuff that goes like behind the scenes like yes you make this beautiful cake but behind that like you have to do all the grocery orders you have to make sure that all of the recipes are scaled that you're not making too much that you're not making too little like all of those tiny little details that go into it and I so you can get me started
1: on like the profit margin shit so is this the pg
0: Oh no, it's fine. I mar- I make sure I mark when I post these that it, ha- it contains explicit content every single time because I never know. <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> no, it's I'm fine. usually an angel. I swear. <laughs> but so like, you went from those positions, and did you always want to start your own business? Was that always something that was like in the back of your head, or? I literally, always
1: said I was never going to start a business. Because I was like, oh, so you're going to start your own bakery one day? What are well, you going to start your own? I'm like, not for me not for me not for me I've always said that I don't want to be so caught up in a business that it takes over my life and I'm not able to really have a family and do all these adult things because my life is so centered around the business and the numbers and not what I love which is the cake decorating but Mm -hmm. uh, I reached a point in my life uh, mid-summer I say last year and I said like you know what like I really think I can do this and I think I can do it in a way that is balance. I think that I don't have to be a giant chain that grows so, 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 so fast. I can be a small family oriented business that is able to pay my bills, but it's mostly focused on still doing what I love.
0: Yeah. And that's one that, that's super important is like making sure that you don't fall out of love with it since it is your job and that's the difference between like making your hobby your job is it doesn't it doesn't necessarily work for everything because then if you make it too if you make it feel too much like a job then you'll just kind of start resenting it and like lose all of your passion for it which was one of the things I was scared to do because like even now that I have a part another part-time job everyone's like oh are you going to get a food job and I was like no like I don't want another food job like I want to make sure that I keep this as, like, my main passion, I don't, like, overwhelm myself and overdo it because I do not want that. Like, that's the one thing I didn't want was to, like, get so set into it being a job that I lost, like, all the the reason why I started doing it in the first place. Exactly.
1: that's a big part of this career, too, is just finding that balance with uh, being productive and also staying creative. It's tricky.
0: That is crazy, and then I know, so you do you do the baking, you do it really fucking well because your cakes are ridiculous. Like I would just looked at your white one that you posted for the wedding. How I do It was how, how, my wedding
1: cake, so I was like, yes yeah. <laughs> like,
0: how do you even go about designing it? Do you see it in your head? Do you draw it like where how do you even connect all the there's like twenty million different pieces of that cake?. Like,
1: right. Where do you even start? So yeah. that cake idea, it came from, uh, I, it was originally my wedding cake. Uh, so for that, it was a really long process. I was like, okay, I know I want it to be reflective of my personality, but my personality is so colorful. What am I going to do? So I'm like, how can I do, make it be colorful feeling without it being full of colors? So that's kind of what led me to start picking all of these toppings that were white. So I was like, I was making donut cakes at the time, Jack, and I was, doing all of these crazy toppings, like all these Willy Wonka-ish vibes went out, and uh, I was like, how can I make this light? So that was the process for that one, but usually my inspiration comes in the weirdest places. Lately, I has a lot of nature, honestly. Like, I'll be out on a trail, and I'll be, like, looking at the ripple of the lake with the wind, and I'm like, ooh, I like the way the light of the sunset is reflecting on that. I want to try and make that on of cake."
0: I love that. Everything we see, we're just like, um, yeah, but like, how could I relate that to food? (laughs) But like when you're in the food industry, you have to have that mindset. People who are in it, one of my chefs in school, he told me, he was like, it takes a very special type of person to love food, to like love the food industry and like be immersed in it. And that's exactly it. Like you see a leaf and you're like, wait, how can I make that like a chocolate version? (laughs) Right. Exactly. Exactly, it does take a special kind of person. (laughs) One hundred percent. And so, like you said, um, how you're finding inspiration? How do you keep being creative? Because your your cakes, like I don't feel like they're ever identical at all. Like, how do you keep yourself being creative and keep your like headspace in a really good position? Especially when you're running a business and it could completely go like how you said you didn't want it, where you're just so consumed in it that nothing else really matters. Right. Well. Lately, that's kind of the best
1: part. Like, since starting this business, I've honestly never had so little stress. I've had way more stress being an executive for another business. Like, I felt in the past, I've always been at war with what I want and what they want, and it's never been like, uh, do whatever you want and it's gonna be great. It's just say, do whatever you want, and then you mm-hmm. give that to them, and they're like, well, it's not what we wanted. And I'm like, what do you want? Then? So what do you want now? I' been able to just take the time to just really figure out what I love and in that um, I'm able to take the time that I need during the day. I can go for that walk in nature, I can find that grounding and moment of recentering to just be in the present moment and I think that really has been helping a lot like just being in a positive place in a, the right headspace and uh, just coming back to I do a lot of meditations when I cook too and that helps my creativity.
0: All right. I want to get into meditation. I've been getting into yoga, but meditation, I still I don't know how to do it.
1: Mental health is the important so I'm finding out.
0: <laughs> um so you have you have your cakes, you have your classes that you do, but you also are featured on all these millions of shows. Like you're oh yeah, you're Always. killing it. How the heck did that start?
1: I think it honestly started from Instagram. My first thing like, uh, I consider it my first major thing popped off from uh, Netflix and they found me via Instagram. And then after that, it was my next major accomplishment to me was MTV and they had found me from Instagram. So I'm just like, how is this happening? And uh, they found me through geotags. So they would look up Tampa. And then after that, they looked up hashtags. So, like, Florida Baker or Tampa Blogger or whatever it is. So I guess um, people are finding me through those searches and I guess it's just unique enough, my content, that it stands out to them. I I'm guessing this is all guessing game, so I'm not really sure how they're finding me.
0: That's awesome though. So Netflix, MTV, what were your experiences doing both of those? Netflix was crazy. Absolutely
1: <laughs> what you would expect.
0: Uh they
1: um they sent me and my, uh, uh, the person I was competing with, uh, Tina, they sent me and Tina out to LA and we were there for four days. And so we was in a hotel and we went to filming every day, but uh, we'd have to wake up at three in the morning, do our own hair and makeup, and then leave for about five in the morning to get somewhere about six in the morning to start filming until about 6 p.m. And then we would do uh, more filming about like, interviews, like a little uh, blurry piece, in the middle of the show that are like me talking behind the green screen yeah so it's just like these super long days of already intense stuff like we're competing for ten thousand dollars on a Netflix original like hello pressure <laughs> and uh, it was really a unique experience and i guess it was it's hard for me because at the time uh my mom had passed away two weeks before shooting so i was not at my best at all and it was just mm-hmm. such a hard thing for me to overcome but it felt really good to just get in there and say, like,
0: look, Ma, I did it, like, fucking <laughs> Sorry about that, but it gave you, like, that fuel to, like, push through those really long days? Oh, yeah. My mom's a big part of why I'm a baker, so it was really cool to
1: just kind of go in there and, like, drop
0: the mic for her be like, yeah, I did it. I'm on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> you're on Netflix, you're on MTV, and now you're on United Airlines. Right. Where are next? <laughs> crazy so how was was the um your experience with mtv similar
1: uh they actually came to uh that's been shot on location and they like kind of transformed the bakery in the back of the house there was a, a dozen people working on this like film set and they had all come from different places across the country and they set up uh, all their lights sounds and i was basically in a 10-foot by 10-foot box doing everything you see on me takes, and uh, I guess it went a little bit more smooth in the sense that everything was shot in one day. Like the entire first season was shot in one day, we were just like, I had everything set up to do whichever episode it was, and then after that episode was done shooting, we just roll on right to the next one, it was crazy.
0: Heck yeah, that's amazing that's just it was really cool with
1: them just because it was uh, a chance for me to really be myself um mm-hmm. with netflix i was it's a competitive series and it's with a bunch of people and it's a, it's a completely different format so me it was like i'm hosting it and it's what i think is cool and it's my personality and there's a lot more revolved around me baking so it was really really awesome
0: and then how did you um I know you mentioned earlier that you said that you're gonna, you have bakery ideas or on the brink of a bakery. Oh, yes, yes. So there is potential for a brick and mortar. I'm thinking
1: about a storefront, but uh, I was thinking that more so at the end of last year. Now that I'm coming into this year, I'm wanting to spend at least all of 2019 with what I have got. And then once I have spent the whole year, where I am I can then say okay I do want to make the decision to open a storefront and grow and expand or I want to stay small and true to what I'm doing right now
0: What mm-hmm. what is your ideal like outlook of a bakery what's your ideal like your when you envision it in your head like your dream bakery setting what does it look like
1: uh well like inside or outside
0: all of it <laughs> all of it all of it. Like what do you what is it that you like serve? Would it be like a sit down where like people could come in and enjoy stuff or would it be like just a bakery where people pick up stuff? Like what is your what are your thoughts behind it?
1: I picture like you walking in it's like chucky cheese, but more about bakery. (laughs) So I picture there being like a giant slide that swirls down into like a sprinkle pool. That's next to cash register that you're able to order all of your goods. So I see like a commerce service setting uh, where people can order cookies, brownies, whatever I might be making at the time in that case, and uh, also be able to order their custom cakes, wedding cakes, you name it. But then also within that space, um, a big teaching area, so a lot of rooms for me to continue to host those classes. Kind of like painting with a twist, but
0: right I don't get why there's not more of them that would be the best like concept to ever to make right I mean no everyone wants mm-hmm. to make but no one wants the mess but I'll take care of that for you and you get to drink to be friends right and like with the painting with a twist like I have 10 paintings now I don't need anymore
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> so right. it's like
0: you <laughs> yeah but you eat it you eat it when you're done and you take some home exactly. and you eat it like that's the best yeah. part you don't that's the only reason why I won't do painting with twists anymore because I'm like, I don't need any more trees. <laughs> mm, right? Right? I don't need any more trees. That's so hilarious. I <laughs> don't need any more. I have enough. <laughs> right. But um, I love it. If you had to say, what is the hardest part of you starting your business, of like taking the leap? Because I know now, like, I feel like with millennials entrepreneurship just looks like really glamorous and it's just like this thing uh-huh. and it's just like oh like yeah. what are you and it's like oh I'm an entrepreneur like you don't even say what your business is but what would you say is right. the hardest part so far for you?
1: Um, I'd say probably just keeping grounded through all of it and remembering the reasons why you're choosing to go different avenues just like that. when you start a business it's Like you say, like okay, I make a really good cake. Like I'm gonna start a business. I'm gonna start selling these cakes. So as I'm doing this, people are saying things like, "Well, you should do cupcakes too." And then, "Well, you should probably be packaging cookies and selling them at the local market." And then, "Well, you should probably be doing this." And on top of everyone's idea, you're having your own ideas too. So it just becomes this mess of like, "Oh, what do I want to do? What do I want to do? Like, I want to do this. That would be cool. This would be great for exposure on Instagram." So just trying to keep track of all of these things that potentially make your business awesome because you want it to be awesome and it's just like finding that time to reorganize yourself and say like hey this is the business plan this is the business model this is my timeline like does it fit within those criteria and then going from there
0: yeah because if you said yes to every single person's idea you'd have like a Publix bakery (laughs)
1: exactly that's exactly exactly. and it's like
0: you take on
1: too much too fast as an entrepreneur I feel so I think just really finding that grounding and slowing down has been my biggest challenge so far
0: that's really good because I, I know when it comes to me that a lot of people will tell me like oh you should make a keto cookie you should make a a vegan of this or mm-hmm. this and I'm like oh and at first I was like oh my god I should write all these down and I was like no like I'm not going to say yes to every single idea that I hear because then if I am, then I'm going to get, yeah, I'm going to get overwhelmed and I'm going to forget like why I did it. And the thing that makes like, especially your business very special is like you pertain to a very specific type of person. You, you are reaching out to the person who wants the creative cake, who wants the 20 million meringue cookies and pretzels and all this stuff on it, who like, yeah. find, who like is appreciative towards that. Like you're not reaching out to the one who just wants the you know public cake you can go get for like 15 bucks oh, the cake, the cake, yeah right. exactly just a cake to eat it or
1: anything like that like
0: I and that's the other part too
1: I do really care about the cake part just as much as how it looks like I now like only do from scratch I only use like the hardest buttercream to make because I believe it's the best tasting so mm-hmm. it, it's a mix of finding those things of what makes your business you and yeah totally agree with you
0: And then, what are your big plans for 2019? Because it's already 2019. Mm -hmm.
1: That's crazy. Mm -hmm. That's so crazy. My my big plans uh, I think I want to do less of the media. I want to really kind of quiet down on that a little bit. I'm so humbled by all the stuff I've had with my exposure and fame and all that. But now I want to just take that and make a big difference. Like, I just want to see this community flourish with different things. Like, I want to really be with these kids in these kids' camps and have them working towards this skill and working on this creative outlet, all these things. But like, I really just want to see a lot of good come from this business within the community. Mm,
0: I'm so excited. And how do people, how would they get in touch with you to, to like, order cakes or start classes or any of that sort? Uh, my email is girl with the whip tattoo. At Gmail. Okay. And then they'd be like, they'd be like, "Yo, girl, I want a really dope cake." (laughs) And then you're like, "On it." That's (laughs) it. Exactly. I literally get emails like that.
1: It would not be the first time.
0: (laughs) That is amazing. Because, like, honestly, I wouldn't know what to tell. Like, I wouldn't know what to ask. I'd be like, "Just what you do. (laughs) Just make a cake like the way you do." I don't even know how to describe it. A, A you like, it's just a very you cake. I just don't feel like a lot of people do that. And I love that. Do you do? Because I know this is, like, doesn't really have to do with the topic. This is just me being, like, I just want to ask you questions. But do you do more so with buttercream than fondant?
1: I basically refuse to use fondant. Okay. I, I, and that's a huge thing. I think uh, people really love the fondant cakes. They want the sculpted Gucci bag or Nike Mm -hmm. shoes, whatever. But that, to me, isn't what I like to do as an artist. Uh, For me, fondant is a lot of, like, rolling out a play-doh and cutting out an exact shape with a template and then carefully sticking it onto a cake like tedious and it's not really art to me like i'm making something that already exists i'm making a fun pop cake like there's an art to it but i don't feel that it's artistic in my trunk cake. so i'm like uh ah. i don't like the taste of it either so um yeah i'm happy to say like i'm 100 percent buttercream it's just like a fondant Detail, like if there's like a little circle and I have something written in fondant, I'm like that's fine, I'll do it. But <laughs> I'm not over here in Robin straight tiered wedding cakes and fondant and doing fondant.
0: And Both I feel like I feel sand. like it's hard to do fondant in Florida too because it just inma- immediately gets humid and gr- and gross looking.
1: Right, there's a lot of troubleshooting with it being in Florida. The humidity, when sugar is cargoscopic. it just absorbs all that water, and it's why it gets so sticky. Gross.
0: And then one thing I don't want to forget to ask you is about your whisk tattoo, because you are uh, the girl with the whisk tattoo. <laughs> when did you get it? Why did you get it?
1: Uh, <laughs> a couple of reasons, one being alcohol. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, sometimes kind says, like, I'm never going to get a tattoo, because I'm just constantly changing, like, there's no way I'm going to like something wrong enough for me to get a tattoo of it. But then... I told myself, okay, I want a bakery related tattoo. I love the way a whisk looks, it's classy. Um, I'll get a small one behind my ear maybe, we'll see. I'm gonna think about it for a year and if I still want it any year and I'll get it. Well three years go by and I'm having a margarita taco Tuesday on the channel side. And I'm like, hey, let's hop the trolley uh, let's just go down the Ebor, let's get a tattoo and it's like seven PM I'm like
0: going <laughs> so wild.
1: And then you work. And I go to um, Bay City Tattoo, and they tell me it's a terrible idea to get this whisk behind my ear. It's going to look like a spoon in eight years. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. And so I get it on my wrist, and that's that. I love it.
0: Hey, and then you just did you like, did you have an Instagram at the time, or were you just like, was that an, no, also a I didn't. thing? No, it wasn't a thing when I got the tattoo. It wasn't a thing until about two years after I got
1: the tattoo. And uh, I actually started the page to. Uh, document all of my foodie adventures. So I was starting to do more of the coffee shops and take all these pictures, and I was tired of blowing up everyone's feed on my personal Instagrams and things. So I was like, okay, let's just uh, do this here, make a make a own separate thing to document. And it took off. Like I was not doing it to build a following. I didn't really try to get anyone here or there or how people typically do with their new Instagram pages, but it was none
0: of those processes, everything kind of exploded on itself. Yeah, it's just being you. So what advice would you say to anybody who's in a similar position as yourself <clears throat> building a business? Entrepreneur?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, building a business. Man. I think, <laughs> uh, things... oh my God, that's so hard. Maybe... I'm going to go so many different directions with this, but I'll keep it simple. Um, Just focus on yourself. Like that's all you're going to have at the end of the day is your well-being. So try to take it easy, focus on how to find balance, uh, focus on staying in the present moment. And uh, if you're having too many nights in a row where it's just like, man, I can't do this. I can't do this. At some point you got to say, like, I need to look out for myself and take a little break. Mm -hmm. So I think just, like, honestly, taking care of yourself, self-care, that's my advice.
0: Self-care is huge. (laughs) It's so so big. People don't pay it as much attention, but it is so important. I feel
1: like it's getting important. Like, I see it all the time now. I don't know if it's because my personal FBI agent that watches everything I do on all of my (laughs) devices is putting up these advertisements for these medication apps. But it seems like it's getting bigger. But hopefully people will find some ease.
0: I got you well I just want to say thank you so much for coming on here after all the technical difficulties that we had oh my
1: gosh yeah so thank you for having me it's seriously I so know. cool what
0: you're doing it's so inspirational and it's awesome to
1: see like growing, being what
0: up <laughs> and then, like honestly I've been wanting to talk to you for so long so when I thought about it I was like yes perfect reason <laughs> yay all right but on a real note let's get coffee soon. <laughs> I know right Yeah, I need to because I... Thank you for having me for real. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Revival Podcast. If you loved this episode, make sure you subscribe and leave a review letting me know your thoughts. And remember, there is nothing more empowering than the ability to ignite your very own revival.